is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Coming at you on Wednesday morning, August 30th. Yeah, Rejects League draft tonight. We are fired up. We are sharing a team, Heath and I. It's called Heathdom. You've got to be pretty happy about that. Your entire name is in the title. Heath, but I think it's just a way for you to try to say I was dumb. <laughs> D-A-M, as in Adam, Heathdom. But it's almost, it sounds like a philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like thiefdom. Right. With that heath. too. Yeah. So, so uh, we're looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to today's show. Now, tomorrow, we'll be in Philadelphia. I hope you join us if you're in the area. More on that in a moment. But we already recorded tomorrow's podcast. It is a live Real PPR draft, the league we're playing out, our Fantasy Football Today League. So you're going to hear that PPR draft tomorrow. Uh, so just keep in mind that it's going to be a little bit outdated, perhaps, uh, if there's any Ezekiel Elliott news or something like that. What's up, guys? Ready to rock and roll today? Yes. Do I have any granola in my beard? You have no granola in your beard. Thank you. Your beard looks fantastic. So once a month here at the office, and Adam, I know you missed oh, this part about working here. Breakfast. We get, we get oh, breakfast yeah. catered. Yeah. And uh, I always get some fruit and granola as part of my yeah. eatings. And I was worried that I had a little bit of granola in my I routine. get the same thing every month. Huh. That's not shocking at all about you. Every month I get a blueberry bagel, and I put peanut butter on it, and that's what I have. 100 they not a weird have any blueberry bagels today. Good, good, because that is a 100% disgusting combination. Why is that a disgusting combination? Blueberry and, first of all, a blueberry bagel, no. Terrible. And peanut butter, no. Bad. Hey, uh, more importantly, fantasy football's back. FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. Sign up today on FanDuel.com. Click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So make sure you use that promo code CBSPOD on FanDuel.com. Last thing on bagels. One time, I love cinnamon raisin bagels. It's my favorite. I can eat anything on a cinnamon raisin bagel. Uh, I took a bite out of a cinnamon raisin bagel one time. It was a chocolate chip bagel. Very disappointing. Bad experience, bad food experience. You are the only person in the history of the universe that would think they were going to eat a raisin and got a chocolate chip and were disappointed. I disagree. Plenty of kids do it. My kids have done it before. Anyone under the and age of 10. No. No, 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 no. It's any, anytime you eat or drink something that you weren't expecting, it's a little shocking, you know? It's not. I think it's good though, in a good way. Yeah, I don't do chocolate chip bagels. Okay, so today on the show, yesterday we did the smorgasbord. We talked about a lot of players. We will also do that today. We will update you on some of the latest news. Matt Forte on the trading block, reportedly. But I want to start last with last player on the trade block was cut. Joe Hayden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Vance McDonald was traded to the Steelers. We'll talk about that. And uh, position recaps. So this is something we do for baseball. I think it's very, very useful. It's just a quick, if you missed the position previews and they're a little, they've changed, things have changed since then. It's a quick summary of how we feel about every position. So let's do that right now and let's start with quarterback. Give me your quarterback strategy, guys. Wait on a quarterback until it feels like you're stealing one from the rest of your league. What would that mean for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Round, late round three, round four. Round That's 10. steal value. Sure. All right. If Aaron Rodgers is there in round 10, I want to play in that league. Maybe you don't start a quarterback and maybe that's why. But <laughs> I think, I think round, middle of round three to round four is the sweetest spot of all. And I wouldn't even hate it if you took him in early round three, but yeah, I would hate that. I, I, I want to feel like I'm stealing. I, I want to steal. I want to be a criminal. I want to be the hamburglar. Can you, you sing are. that, uh, criminal? Was it Fiona? Fiona Apple, yeah. Yes, can you sing that song for us? I don't know that song. Come on, Dave. What oh, I wait, need is a good defense. Did you really think I wasn't gonna sing it? I mean, come that on. That was awful. He was asking me. <laughs> yeah, but I had to step up. I was wanting Dave to reenact the video. Ooh, I don't Now you want me to reenact a video? You remember that video? Okay, I, sorry. I don't know the last time I saw a music. Let's video. focus here, guys. Uh, Heath, Heath, Jamie, you wanna weigh in on quarterback? Wait. I would say put Three guys that you feel you like that are going to be available at the end of a draft and pick whichever one you want to draft when it feels the most comfortable. Like, like put just take Matt, Matt Stafford at the end. Cause like our last couple of drafts, he's been there 
in the 12th or 13th round. That's his ADP though. That's where he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just like if we're, if you're really saying wait, just wait until the last round and take Matthew Stafford. I, I don't. Adam disagree. is so no, frustrated. I, no, no, no. I, I don't disagree with that. I just feel like Stafford is to me a little bit too safe. Yeah. I, I, I'd I, rather take Carr around earlier. I feel like there's a lot more upside, but. He might be Matthew Stafford. The, the, the funny thing is, he's is better that than Stafford's Stafford. been better than him the last two seasons. Yeah. Uh, Stafford was better than Carr last season? Yeah. And Stafford, before the finger injury, was on pace to be the number six quarterback. Uh, okay. Stafford, he was better by two fantasy points. And he played an extra game. So he was, I would disagree. But he played through his injury. You're going to fault him for that? No. no I'm just saying, on he a per game. He through a broken leg. A per game basis, Carr was better. And he's younger, and I think he's got better receivers, and I just. He's better on a per game basis before he hurt his finger? Uh, it's it's questionable because because Stafford was really good for four or five weeks and then pretty bad for after that. He hurt his finger. First six games of the season, Stafford averaged twenty four point three 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 fantasy points per game. In that same span, Derek Carr was twenty two point one six 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 seven. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I bet it was Carr. I don't know. It's fine, but Carr had a forty-three point game in there and a bunch of right, twenty pluses. Last question: If you're going to wait for Carr, you're going to wait for Stafford. Does it make sense to take both? Take two guys late. I don't really love it. All right. Last point: Matthew Stafford has thrown for forty-two hundred yards six straight seasons. Derek Carr has never done it. Oh, but okay. how many touchdowns has Carr thrown for in his two years? I, Adam, I, I will agree with you. Carr has more upside, but Given the 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 difference, why not just wait? It's not the difference is like one or two rounds. Now you could go into your draft saying Carr, Stafford, those are my targets. Sure. Somebody else takes Carr in round six or round seven. Somebody did that in my keeper league yesterday. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I'm not them. All right, but you could wait then and say, all right, Stafford round ten, sign me up if that's the plan you wanted. And the best part is that you've got a million fallback options if somebody else takes Stafford. Who are you not taking at quarterback? Who are you avoiding? I'm not taking Cam Newton. Jameis. Uh, luck. Really? Okay. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. I won't, I won't get into it. Why, wait, what? No, I will get into it. Why aren't you taking luck? Well, I mean, if he falls the right spot, but. Yeah, he's going like a hundredth overall. It's just becoming a headache. Okay. Running back. Jamie, what's your running back strategy? What, what would you tell people how to approach running back? I think you want to make sure you get two top 20 caliber guys and then a lot of depth. Fair enough. Do you feel like you're okay waiting till the fourth round to take a running back? No, because then it would be difficult to get two top twenty guys in that regard. But you can get away with it, sure. Yeah, that is. And format format certainly matters. Like ten team versus twelve and PPR versus standard. Absolutely right. Uh, all right, anybody else? Running back guidelines. There's so 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 much value. Late after the first seven rounds, we're talking round eight or later. There are so many starting running backs still available. Like who? Paul Perkins, Terrence West, Rob Kelly, Frank Gore, Thomas Rawls, Darren McFadden for maybe six weeks. Rogers for three. Jonathan Stewart is still a starting running back as much as people don't like that. Matt Forte is the Jets starting running back. Darren Sproles is basically in PPR a starting running back. There's so much value available. But of those names, how many are you really comfortable? Like, I, I have three fingers up. I, I, I listen to you. I, I agree with you on West, Rob Kelly, Darren McFadden. And McFadden's only to begin the season. The other guys, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm squeamish. Well, what do you, but like, Frank Gore, I understand if you're nervous about his age. No, I'm nervous that the Indianapolis Colts will be a sinkhole this year. I don't think Andrew Luck's going to miss the entire year. Well, these guys don't, I don't need think to be so either, but starters. He get hurt again and then he's out. They don't need to be starters for you. They are bench but players. But they can be if you want to start with three receivers, a tight end, and a quarterback. You can get your running backs late. Technically, you can get running backs late. I don't know if you can get running backs that you'll feel good about late. Well, but the, the idea would be, though, is if you're getting those running backs late, you're stacked at receiver, you have a great quarterback, you have a great tight end, and then you're just going to do what most people are going to do anyway, which is play the waiver wire. So... Why not start with some guys that have maybe the chance to get you off to a decent start to put around those guys, and then your team should be, in theory, loaded. Jake Seeley came up with a great name for the strategy where instead of zero RB, you draft one RB early. I forget. It's something RB. It's clever. I I like that idea. Spend one of those first couple of picks on a running back that you know 
Okay, week in, week out, that's my guy. Then if you want, you can wait on a running back and then go after some of the guys he named. I don't think that that's a bad strategy because you'll still be able to load up at receivers and tight ends and whatever else you want, and you can still collect that depth at running back that we're all going to say is a good idea. I don't want to miss on, I guess, Jamie says top 20. So I'm looking at like C.J. Anderson, Hyde, Mixon, Ingram, Abdullah, Montgomery. That would be up to 22. I would be very uncomfortable if my team did not have one of those guys. C.J. Anderson, like if I'm going to wait on running back, that's probably three rounds. Maybe I'm going early fifth round. I could get lucky and get Ingram or Abdullah or Ty Montgomery and Standard won't be there in PPR. But after that, it's Gillis Lee Lynch and just Jamie's rankings. Gillis Lee Lynch, Doug Martin, Tevin Coleman, Rob Kelly, Terrence West. Like, I don't want them to be my number one running back. So. Well, like, I don't necessarily want that, but what if you've got a team where you've got Julio Jones, you've got Amari Cooper or Doug Baldwin or Brandon Cooks, whichever your favorite is there, and you've got T.Y. Hilton in the third, and you've got Greg Olson and you've got Tom Brady? Yeah, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't take Olson there, but. Well, you yeah, think the fifth, presumably. I don't know, man. Like, I, if, if that's the case and I'm deciding between Greg Olson and, and, um, Carlos Hyde, or Tom Brady and Carlos Hyde, or Tom Brady and CJ Anderson, and I have three receivers, I'm probably gonna take the running back. What about you? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. Ten team league, maybe I'd go the quarterback. Twelve or deeper, I'd probably try to make sure I'm not too thin at running back. Um, all right, wide receivers. Oh, or any any running backs that you're avoiding, by the way. Just do not draft. Forte. No, come on, earlier. Ty Montgomery. Oh, he made your do not draft list. Just where you have to take him. I don't take him. Well, I don't like Marshawn Lynch in round three either. And we've we've all been pretty clear on why we don't like Marshawn Lynch. Yep. Getting squeamish on Lamar Miller. And I'm actually getting squeamish on Danny Woodhead. Because just of the injury? the injury and the fact that Baltimore just is starting to feel like a black cloud team, like like the Colts, like the Jets. Nervous. Okay. Makes me nervous. Paul Perkins makes me nervous. Um, I, I think I did draft him earlier this week, but at his ADP, Christian McCaffrey. At his ADP, which that's like second round now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, McCaffrey going late in the second round, which is way too early in standard. And in PPR, you take McCaffrey when? Third. Third round. Okay. Wide receiver. Dave, give me some wide receiver thoughts. I think it's deep. I don't think it's... It, thoughts of the position. It's still top heavy, but I think the position is deep. And I, I really love the idea of getting one of those top eight receivers. Two if you want to. And almost the same thing as I said with running back. Get one stud early on, but the drop-off at receiver isn't as bad as the drop-off at running back. And I think, and one of the reasons why I think I would prefer to take running backs over receivers in like rounds three, four, five, maybe six, not every single one of those rounds, but some of them is because that running back depth gets ugly fast and the receiver depth, it's, it's kind of a slow burn for it to get ugly. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone else? Receivers? I'm drafting receivers in the second and third round a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Even if you take a receiver in the first round? Uh, occasionally, yes. Who are the guys you're but, taking? Uh, Doug Baldwin at either the second or the third. Amari Cooper. Dez falls to the second sometimes. Um, Cooks now. Terrell Pryor. Crabtree late in the third. I think that second and third tier of wide receiver is very strong. And I just, there's so much, there's so much safer than the running backs and you're taking those same spots. Mm-hmm. True. I don't know if this is holding up in in all of the drafts, but I'm starting to see Crabtree just keep falling. He's now 50th overall in ADP. That's just silly. Yeah, so he's great value right now. Uh, I yeah, I we've been I've been talking about this forever. Top eight, maybe it's nine now with Brandon Cooks, but Baldwin, Julio, or Brown, Julio, Beckham, Evans, Nelson, Green, Thomas, Dez. Really, really want one of them on my team. Uh, and I think we all do. I think we all realize that those wide receivers look pretty, pretty special, pretty safe this year. And some of them have number one overall wide receiver upside. Not all, but, but I would say five or six do. Uh, tight end? Tight end guys? H- how do you approach it? This is the one where I think you have to do the most, not necessarily the most 
the longest time spent on researching them. But you got to look at a rankings list of tight ends and make a mark next to the ones that you'd like to have on your team. So for me, it's Gronk, it's Kelsey. I'm still okay with Jordan Reed. Jimmy Graham's fine. Greg Olson's fine. Zach Ertz I like. I'm still okay with Eifert. Rudolph and Hunter Henry I, I like. I don't love. And then the rest of the position I I don't love. So now that I know that I've got nine tight ends that I like, I'm going to try and get one at worst at current ADP, at best as a little past their ADP. But I don't mind paying a fair value for a tight end. And the fewer tight ends that you like, the more you should be willing to pay that fair value. Uh, my strategy is basically draft Zach Ertz unless Jamie's in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> and why Zach Ertz? I think it's one because you like him, but two because it gets a little scary after Zach Ertz. In you know, I'm not scared of Kyle Rudolph. Are you scared of Tyler Eifert? I think you have to be. What about the boogeyman? No, not at all. Nope. I sleep with my closet light on, so the boogeyman could never oh, hide from me. Nice. Um. No, Ertz just because the volume possibilities this season and the fact that you know how I am. I, if you show me a guy that gets a ton of targets and a ton of receptions and one of the best in, in, at the position in terms of yardage and he's just low on touchdowns, I'm going to feel like he's a good deal. Okay. Uh, how deep – how many starters are there? How many guys are you comfortable with as your number one tight end as a starter? Thirteen. Yeah, I think this has changed for me. Uh, 11. I'll say 13, but I don't want to start Delaney Walker, Martellus Bennett, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron. I understand what their potential is, the fact that they could be good serviceable options for my fantasy team, but they don't excite me. They, they, they don't offer big high upside. So I, I'm going to say nine. Yeah, it just gets a little interesting if, depending on how you feel about Rudolph and Ertz. But once you get to Hunter Henry and Bennett and the guys Dave just said, Doyle, Ebron, you have to make a decision. Are you comfortable with them? And if you aren't, then you should really you probably don't go any later than round six or seven when Eifert and Ertz and Rudolph are going to come off the board, and that's when you need to get yourself a tight end. Do not draft any do-not-draft tight ends. Martellus Bennett at that ADP. Yep. Good grief. Same with Delaney. Too soon. Too soon. Alright, let me, well, let me just look up their ADPs. Martellus Bennett is, uh, going 78th overall, ahead of Ertz, ahead of Eifert, ahead of Delaney Walker, who Jamie said at 90, 90th, 91st overall, ahead of Hunter Henry and Eric Ebron, he's not interested in, and, alright, there you go. And DSTs, uh, do you avoid Kansas City, Seattle, or Minnesota since they have tough week one matchups? Kansas City is at New England, Seattle is at Green Bay, the Vikings have the Saints at home. Do you avoid the Chiefs, Seahawks, or Vikings DSTs? Denver doesn't have a tough matchup week one? Who is it? Denver the Chargers. No, that's no. Oh, that's easy. It's not an easy. It's only Philip Rivers. It's not an easy matchup. Do you do you remember how bad Philip Rivers was last year? Like not the last time not, they met. The la- in fact, Rivers has a pretty good track record in Denver. Okay, this is not Aaron Rodgers out there. This is not Drew Brees okay, out there. But, this is not but Tom still, Brady. If you're talking about just Week One. Would you rather have Denver or Pittsburgh? I would probably rank Pittsburgh ahead, but I but it wouldn't deter me from drafting Denver, which I did in the fantasy football today draft that you will hear tomorrow. Uh, it would okay, not deter look, me. These DSTs, you're not drafting them for week one. You're drafting them for the whole season. Yeah. And you're drafting them because, well, unless you're the streaming type and, what, and you're allowed to be, right? and that's a last-round move. But I think the defenses that we're talking about, my top five, I've moved Kansas City down. It's Denver, Seattle, Minnesota, Houston, and they've got a nice week one matchup. They've got the Bortles train coming through town. And then the Patriots. I think that those are defenses that you draft and you say, I'm starting them rain or shine. Doesn't matter who they're going up against. They've got good talent and even against good players, they can put up some good numbers against them because they've got such a good defense. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Works for me. And let's just, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Tom Brady will probably combine to throw as many interceptions as Philip Rivers will this year. But if there's one thing I'm worried about with Denver, it's apparently they're trying to trade TJ Ward and they lost arguably the best defensive coordinator in, in the NFL. So that is something to keep in mind. And, uh, give me a sleeper DST this year. Falcons. Uh, Eagles. Everybody writes off the Bengals year after year. I think, well, with no perfect will be five games and no Pac-Man for week one. They will be far from perfect. <laughs> far from perfect. They'll be okay. Same oh. thing with the Ravens. 
Yeah, the Ravens uh, did not give up a point their first team defense in the preseason. Uh-huh. So, so hooray for them. Only something good happened to them. Yeah. Now, if you want to uh, go, the Bucks too. The Bucks, okay. If you want to go to see the Ravens or the Bucks or the Broncos or whoever, do it through SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app right now. Actually, my brother's in town. He's going to the Yankees game today, and I told him, listen, down, put the SeatGeek app on your phone right now and use our promo code. You want to save twenty bucks? Put FFT in and on the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code FFT. So he's going to do that, and he's going to go to the game for like twenty bucks. Because he's going to get $20 off a $40 seat. That's how it works. Anyway, SeatGeek is great. Even after you use the promo code, it's going to save you money, and it's going to save you time. SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites, compares prices, finds the best deals, and grades every ticket based on value so you can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Every purchase is fully guaranteed on SeatGeek, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for sports, for concerts, for comedy, for theater, and of course, save 20 bucks when you download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. You'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code FFT. You do not need to buy tickets to come see us in Philadelphia tomorrow. Uh, we will be at Victory Beer Hall from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. That is uh, at the Xfinity Live restaurant at 6 to 9 p.m. We're going to do a live podcast. We're going to have a meet and greet, do a Q&A, and there's free food. So, yeah, so get there. We'll see you there. We're looking forward to it. We can't wait. Adam, Adam gives out free hugs, too. I, I will give – no. Actually, no. I don't want to sign up for that. I'm not giving out will you, hugs. Will you sign autographs like you did when we did the event in Foxborough? Yeah, I guess so. People brought their cat fancy magazines. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I did sign a sign. cat magazine. It was it was weird. But it was fun. I actually had a great time in Foxborough. I'm sure tomorrow is going to be awesome. Uh, should I wear my Beckham jersey to Philadelphia? Yes, for sure. You might not leave with it, 100%. <laughs> but it's way too big, so I don't think I can. News and notes. We don't have an update on Ezekiel Elliott. It's going to continue into tomorrow. Your best guess as to what happened. Nobody seems to know. But what's your best guess as to what happens with Zeke? Uh, he plays week one. I, I'm i starting to get the same sentiment that Jamie has had, which is that the suspension will get reduced. Uh, I think it could get reduced more than two games. I think it could be three or four games that it drops. So he, I, I'm going to say he doesn't play week one, but you will see him on the field for the Cowboys before they're by. I'm going to say he plays week one, and then the suspension's upheld. And he suspended six games. I would, I would love to see that from a fantasy perspective. I doubt that he's on the field in week one, but I think uh, – I've said all along four games. I think it's going to get knocked down to three. Wow. And the, can we just say why we think that's the case, or are we short on time, Adam? I think we're short on time. We haven't really done much Fine. today. So, okay. uh, Matt Forte is reportedly on the trading block. Are you more excited about Bilal Powell now? Yeah, and put Elijah Hood on your, uh, no, Elijah McGuire. Elijah McGuire, excuse me, on your radar for, uh, late, 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 late pick. I mean, if, if Powell is a starting running back, and if Forte is gone, would you take Powell or CJ Anderson? Anderson. 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 In PPR? I don't know if I'd move Bilal Powell up uh, even a notch. I take Powell over Montgomery and Lynch. Okay. Pittsburgh acquired tight end Vance McDonald. Do we care? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Hurts Jesse James. Oh, they may cut Jesse James. Yep. Cleveland in week one, but it's a quick turnaround for McDonald. I would say Jesse James will still be the best tight end week one. Would you go with Austin Hooper or Vance McDonald? Hooper, Hooper, McDonald, Vance McDonald can't catch a ball. He only had four drops last year. He stinks. He does drop passes. I'm sorry, catching passes from Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbard is a is a way to judge somebody when he goes to play with Ben Roethlisberger. That they gave up a fourth round pick. I think that they 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 got a fifth round pick back with them. I think that they probably are making an investment because they think he can play. Well, I'm sure he can play. I don't think he's going to be good for my fantasy team. He might not, but he's number two tight end with upside now. Would you take Charles Clay or Vance McDonald? Vance. McDonald. Evan Ingram. Aaron Donald, still not with the Rams, may not be ready for week one. Uh, the, they got the Colts in week one? Yes. So still a pretty good matchup, considering Luck was almost certainly not going to play. Teddy Bridgewater may be able to play this season. We will, we shall see. Ron Rivera said he won't know how ready Cam Newton is until week one. Today's the one year anniversary of Teddy Bridgewater's injury. Ugh. That's a shame. Uh, get well soon. 
Joe Flacco progressing should be ready. Looks like he'll be ready for week one. Eric Decker and Corey Davis return to practice for the Titans. Who do you like better? Davis. Davis. You know what this reminds me of? And it's very uh, unrealistic expectations for him. But he's gotten so far knocked oh, off. Oh, I know boards. what you're going to say. Think about Odell Beckham's rookie year with the hamstring injury. Yeah, totally. And he's got a better quarterback. And he was a very high pick. He was the first wide receiver taken off the board, and that was yeah, a stupid, I, I, that was I, a stupid I, comment. Wow. I take Corey Davis no. in every draft I possibly can get him. Uh, Mariota might be better than, than Manning now. Uh, maybe it wasn't that stupid of a comment. Devontae Freeman. Mar- is Mariota better now than Manning was in 2014, though? No. That's the question. No. Yes. Wow. You love Mariota. You love him. Yeah, and I think you like I think it's more he hates you like. <laughs> he likes a little overrated. Uh at Hall this point. Famer? Oh, he probably will be because of QB wins. Well not, he, not because he's good. He's, he's had fine. a good career. Let's, let's Yeah, he's fine. To be fair. Like he, I don't but I, I think he's in the same class as like Matthew Stafford. Oh my guy, so so much better. <laughs> no, Stafford might be he, better right now, he but he will be very popular tomorrow night in Philadelphia <laughs> with those takes. Yeah, I mean, he, when, when Donovan McNabb was in Philly, he was clearly a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Uh, absolutely. That, that is, that is definitely true. Uh, McNabb was, was terrific. Okay, so, Devontae Freeman out of the concussion protocol. Like I said, Denver reportedly shopping TJ Ward. Devontae Davis, Colts best cornerback. He's week to week with a groin injury. Uh, that's good for Sammy Watkins. And Cleveland cut Joe Hayden. Alright, so, I do want to make sure we get to some fill in the blank. We have, since Team Name Tuesday was so bad on Tuesday, we're going to do some Team Name Tuesday on a Wednesday, backed by popular demand. I've got one. What do you got? Really good one. Okay. I think you'll like it. Okay, hit me with it. Even I have one. Um, I'll, I'll save it for the, for the Team Name Tuesday section. We'll build up to it. Fair enough. And we have some fill in the blank from the listeners. Let's quickly do some ADP fallers. Tell me if this makes sense to you. Jameis Winston is down five spots, but he's still... 61st overall in ADP and probably like the 6th, 7th quarterback off the board now. Yeah, uh, 7th, Jameis Winston. But he's down. I would, I would throw spots. out the overall when it comes to quarterbacks because we don't separate what format it is. So these could be two quarterback leagues that are factoring into this also. Fine, but he's, he's still down. I, that was the main no, point. But, but what I would say is just throw out the overall number with quarterbacks. Just go by the, the listing. Okay, so he's QB7, Jameis Winston, and he's down 5 spots. Down two spots at quarterback even, because he's falling behind the, the, Cam and the, Wilson. The down is for overall. Yeah. No, he's, but he's also yeah, down. Like, yes. Last yes. week he was ahead of Russell Wilson right. and Cam Newton. Yep. Now he's behind him. I think this is a perfect spot for him. If, if you are a, a Jameis Winston believer, six through ten is where he should go. Okay. Yeah, I think he's still too high, but he's moving the right direction. He hit a branch on the way down, but he's still got some, some room to fall. And he had another, uh, I would call it positive hard knocks last night. I don't know if you guys watched it or not, but, uh, they showed the two sides with if, if you're like studying it, they showed the two sides of what this uh Bucks offense could be because uh going in the third preseason game, Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans both got hurt in practice. Mm-hmm. So when he had both those guys there, Deshaun was put on a show. Um very cool touchdown celebration where he throws an alley oop to Mike Evans and Evans dunks on the crossbar. Um That'd be illegal. And then uh it's a practice, doesn't matter. Then um <laughs> then both those guys got hurt and he was just abysmal in practice. The whole team was. That, that was like kind of the, the mm-hmm. focus they were going for. But um, Jameis, I think, uh, I still think has a big season in front of him. Okay. Sammy Watkins down seven spots. He is wide receiver 34, I believe. Yeah. That's just, it's just silly. Sammy Watkins going 86th overall, 34. Behind Emmanuel Sanders, behind Brandon Marshall, uh, behind Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is going to He is to the, the single Watkins. best value in CBS drafts. Ooh, hot take. I love it. I, love I don't it. think that's a hot take. I think that's a smart take. Because even with, with the knocks against him, if you're taking him at that spot, 86, you said? Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel. Sammy you're Watkins. talking about a, a middling pick for a guy who could finish as a top 12 fantasy receiver. I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if Jared Goff can get him to that point. But what's the harm at 86 overall? My goodness. I think he's good in round five. I would take the chance on him in round five as my second or third receiver if I had to. Well, would you rather have Watkins or Allen Robinson? Watkins. Oh, that's not close. Watkins. Uh, okay. Uh, Brandon Marshall is also down, but he's still ahead of uh, Sammy Watkins. He's back at practice. 
He's 80th overall now, Brandon Marshall, the number 32 wide receiver off the board. I, this is this guy. I know he does not like Brandon Marshall at all. He's confusing to me. Uh, yeah, because you know he's going to be touchdown dependent. But what do you think? 32 overall wide receiver for Brandon Marshall. That's too high for me. I think it's close to a a fair value. Okay. I'd probably like to wait another 10 picks. Okay. So it's still going a little bit early. Danny I would Woodhead. love to have him on my bench, Adam. Danny Woodhead and Terrence West are both down. Now, everybody who's injured is is trending down. But Danny Woodhead down 15 spots. Terrence West down 5 spots. And they're both going in the 80s. 83rd overall for Woodhead. 87th overall for Terrence West. And that makes them outside the t- – uh, no, Woodhead's 29th. And West is like running back 31. So right around 30th overall for these two guys. What's your take on the Ravens' backfield right now? I like West. I think that that might be an even better value than Sammy. I don't think he can finish as a top 12 running back, but when you're talking about running backs that you can get in those round six, seven, eight range, I think West stands out. There, there's two offenses that I don't know if it's fully fair to, to be judging them from the preseason. And this is one of them with the Ravens because Brian Mallett's a total train wreck disaster. Shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. And so that offense hasn't had the chance to look like what it could potentially be because you can't get anything going. And so with Woodhead being hurt, that's a concern. But I don't think it's fair to knock West as a result of it. I think people, you know, just concerned about the Ravens offensive line and Terrence West, quite frankly, just might not be that good of a player. Right, but but you're still talking about a starting running back on a team that's going to want to run the ball and has, look, as bad as he was last year in a three-headed situation, he was a top 30 running back. With that being said, he's going right around the same time, Terrence West going right around the same time as Rob Kelly, another starting running back who was, you know, solid last year. Who would you rather have, Rob Kelly or Terrence West? Kelly. Kelly, but again, it's, they're kind of the same. I'd rather have Gore than West too. And he's going after him. Alright. But I do think this is a pretty decent time for both these guys. And Delaney Walker, down six spots. It's easier to find rankings risers, by the way, than rankings fallers, but Delaney Walker is now going 91st overall. He is the ninth wide receiver or t- tight end off the board. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth tight end off the board, ahead of Hunter Henry, ahead of Eric Ebron, ahead of Jack Doyle. What do you think about Delaney Walker? Tenth tight end, ninety first overall. That seems fine to me. Like he was going earlier than that earlier in the year, and I I didn't like it, but I, mostly it's just like I I would take Henry ahead of him, but I've lost a little bit of faith in Ebron. Just because he's been hurt all all preseason, so I think this is fine. He just seems like one of those guys that's never going to get it. Yeah, like there's so much talent, there's such a great opportunity, and Ebron. Yeah, I, mean, I still have yeah. a lot of them, and and again, I want to be fair. If if he just played 16 games last year, we're talking about him as a top eight tight end this year, even with the bad touchdown luck. You coming into the season, I, he he would have had 75. He would he would look like Zach Ertz. Yeah, but his touchdown potential is still lower. I don't, I don't know that I believe that. Because. But that's the track record though. Right. But he had, like, he had more touchdowns than Zach Ertz last year. Or 2015. Like just one year ago. I still, I still think Ertz has a higher ceiling of touchdown potential. Well, those are some of the ADP followers. You of course can see all of it on the website on cbsports.com slash fantasy. I of course, now usually we have Indochino Friday. We're having an Indochino Wednesday. Love me some Indochino. Best suit I've ever bought. Not even close. Getting ready to buy another Indochino suit. Made to measure suit. Customize it. Every single detail. Lapels, pleats, jacket linings, monogram. Every part of it, it's going to be yours. You're going to love it. You're going to love the way you feel in it. They'll love the way you look in it. You're going to be excited to put on your Indochino suit. Now these types of suits, they usually go for about 800 bucks. Some of my friends are paying over $1,000 for every suit they have. It's crazy, but they like custom suits. They want to look good. I get it. However, with Indochino, you can do this for $379, 50% off the regular price for a premium made-to-measure suit. And that's at Indochino.com with the promo code FFT. You could also look for one of their showrooms. But if you go to Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, and use FFT at checkout, you're getting 50% off. You just go on there, you shop around, just take a look. It's free to look, obviously, so you'll see how nice these suits are and how nice the fabric is. Uh, you just, I think you'll be able to tell just from looking that you're going to be getting a great product. 
And you customize every part of it. You submit your measurements, and within a few weeks, you've got yourself a $379 suit that's going to put every one of your other suits to shame. So go to Indochino.com and use the promo code FFT for $379. Any premium suit for $379 and free shipping. That's Indochino.com. Promo code is FFT. Hey, we're interviewing Jay Ajayi later today, by the way. Not exactly sure when we'll air that. It will either be at the end of the Friday podcast or I will air it as a standalone interview. Can I make a request? Yeah. Can you not tell him that I called him just a guy last year <laughs> after the first quarter of the season? Yeah. Now that he actually uh, has I a that person. great that. YouTube video out that I want everybody to go watch. Um, did you remember? I think it's uh, if you type in Jay Ajayi Ben Schwartz. Type in Jay Ajayi Ben Schwartz. It is a four minute and fifty one uh, four minute fifty one second video, and it is really funny. Jay Ajayi is a funny, talented guy, and Ben Schwartz is as well. So uh, I think you'll all enjoy it. It's good stuff. Uh, fill in the blank from Naz. Marshawn Lynch will score blank touchdowns. Seven. Yes, seven. Sure. That's not that many. That's not enough. Consensus. Yeah. How um, many yards will he get? Total. 800. 650. 804. Okay. Brent Boudreau. Blank are the highest upside players to target in the third and fourth rounds. Kareem Hunt. Terrell Pryor. T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rookie running backs, you gotta say, have pretty darn high upside yeah. there. No. All of them, too. Yeah. Uh, Ken. Says Corey Davis will finish as a top blank wide receiver this year. My guess is top twenty. Um, top thirty. Slow start means top forty, but he's top twenty in the second half. All right, Corey Davis. Agree okay. with you. Fantasy Top Gun says blank will lead all rookie tight ends in scoring. Evan Ingram, Charles Clay. He's not a rookie. He's going to lead all of them though. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> okay. Ingram. I'll agree with Dave. Yes, Ingram. Evan Ingram, okay. Uh Mac Murdoch. Adam hugs his cat blank times a day. What'd I say for Lynch? <laughs> Seven. Eight hundred and four. Is Zoe oh, coming yeah. to uh the Xfinity zone tomorrow? No, no, unfortunately. Are no. you wearing your Indochino suit tomorrow? I would be too dressy if I wore my Indochino suit, I think. So. Why don't you just wear the pants? Yeah, I could wear the pants. And nothing else. So everybody just stare at my pants, that whole region. You'll see how how well it fits. Oh, wow. nothing else? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say zero. Oh, zero hugs for the cat? Are I, you kidding? I've seen you when people try to hug you around here. I don't think you're voluntary, voluntarily giving hugs to anything. To be fair, the only person trying to hug him around here is me, and it's done more as a gag than anything else. And I'm twice Adam's size. And it makes me gag. As you'll see tomorrow at the Xfinity Live in mm. Philadelphia. Uh, I would say three or four times a day we get the Zoe hug in there. Uh Jason LeBron. Rob Gronkowski will play blank amount of games this season. Fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen and a half. Oh. He'll play half a week seventeen. If you, I guaranteed you fourteen games for Rob Gronkowski, you would draft him when? Nine. One. 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 No. <laughs> I'd no, take him in the middle of round two. For fourteen games? Yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I'm closer to Heath, uh, than either Dave or Jamie. You wouldn't really take him one, Jamie. Why not? Because he's not gonna score nearly as many points as David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell, and that's still a thin position, running back. I know you wouldn't. One. Lies. Riley Davis, the difference between buy or sell and true or false is blank. Letters? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a good answer. Uh, this is from Dadoski. Adam Azer has drafted for blank women's fantasy football teams. Zero. One. Zero. How many are you in? I've been, I don't know, eight, ten, something like that. But no, zero. That, that'd be eleven. <laughs> eleven. Uh, oh, that's very funny. Uh, Eric Mitchell, the highest ceiling slash lowest floor, basically most reliable rookie running back will be blank. Cream Hunt. Yeah, that, Cream. that. Dalvin Cook. Really? Yep. Okay. Actually, I don't, I guess, can we say that Kareem Hunt has the, has the highest ceiling? He, he probably has the lowest floor. 
I think that I misunderstood. This was three different questions, I think. Oh, okay. My bad. Because highest ceiling, lowest floor, I was thinking highest floor would be Kareem Hunt, but that wasn't even one of the questions. Oh, yeah. Highest lowest ceiling. floor. He has, he has just, the highest I just floor. I with most reliable. Okay. He, Kareem Hunt has the highest floor of the rookie running backs. True or false? He will be the most reliable. Kareem Hunt, yes. Yeah. The highest ceiling, I would say, is Leonard Fournette. Yes. The lowest floor of the ones we're actually drafting in the first five rounds, I would say, is Joe Mixon. Yeah, okay. Mixon or Cook. Fair. And finally, from Greg, Blank will finish with the most touchdown catches for the Chargers. Hunter Henry. Keenan Allen. I will say Keenan Allen. All right. Well, in that case, let's put let's play some FanDuel, and let's get some uh, some Hunter Henry in our lineups. Very excited for FanDuel this year. You get a new team each week, or as many teams as you want. You can play as many contests as you'd like. Uh, fantasy football for everyday fans. Sign up right now with the promo code CBSPOD. That is CBSPOD. So a contest started just a dollar. Or if you think you know what you're doing, you feel good about it, you've got a chance to win some big prizes, you can play for more money. Now, I personally like the 50-50s where half the participants win money. I also like going head-to-head against just a few friends. It's really fun on FanDuel.com. You get a budget, a fake budget. Every player has a price, and you just select the best team that fits your budget. You watch some football, you win some money. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. There's a lot of money in that. So uh, get in that. And just visit FanDuel.com and use the promo code CBSPOD when you sign up. FanDuel.com. Promo code is CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. Again, FanDuel.com. Promo code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. we got to talk about our 14-team league. But first, Team Name Tuesday on a Wednesday. Heath, go. So I have a logo of the Georgia Dome, and my team name is Fake Noise. Are they piping in Fake Noise? Oh, they so that was last year. They, got, they right. got penalized for it. Right. Well, they got a new stadium now. So? And the best concession stand prices, which is why I'm a Falcons fan. All right. I like it. I like Fake Noise. Uh Dave? I'm going to say Despacito, <laughs> which I saw on a Twitter Reply. Someone asked me to rate their team. I saw their team name. I thought it was a funny team name. Sing it, Dave. Despacito. Sing it. No. Okay. And I, this song I know because I've got kids. Sure. Sure. As, uh, some song. Okay. Here are some team names from the listeners. I don't know if this one's good or not. Jamie, you have to let me know. It's pretty basic. The Three Eyed Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's not clever enough. And then this one we've already had, but like everyone's submitting it, and it is probably the best team name this year since they're on the same NFL team. Uh, two girlies, one cup. It's great. It's disgusting, but it's great. And you should be ashamed of yourselves. And uh, then we got a bunch of Game of Thrones-themed team names, so Jamie, you'll have to let us know if they're good. A Song of Ertz and Pryor. I like that. Alshon Joffrey. I like that. Doug R.R. Martin. It's okay. Demarius Targaryen. Yeah, I think we had that last year. Yeah, it's only but goody. And <laughs> a girly has no name. Uh, yep. That's a good one. All right, that's Team Name Tuesday on a Wednesday. Let's talk about the Podcast League draft, and we'll save— Heath, well, well, speaking of drafts, <laughs> Heath is celebrating taking Terrell Pryor in our 24-team league. Uh, this is a 24-team league, and my team is Ezekiel Elliott, A.J. Green, and Terrell Pryor. That's pretty good. I am so happy. <clears throat> Stafford next round. Uh, maybe. It's yeah. team quarterback, so it would be Lions. Okay, Lions next round. So the podcast league was 14 teams and it was PPR. Deeper league here. So, first of all, I would say, true or false, DSTs more and more valuable to, on draft day in 14 team leagues or deeper. False. See, I think it's just harder to stream. I mean, think about it. There are two fewer defenses every week. It's harder to stream. Yeah, I don't agree. How, I mean, it's just math. I, I, I mean, the, you understand there's two more quarterbacks and there's four more running backs and there's four more receivers and there's two more tight ends. Oh, oh no, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, position I, importance I, is relative to the other positions. I didn't phrase it right. DSTs can be somewhat of an afterthought for me in 10 team leagues and in 12 team leagues. In 14 team leagues, I'm not just going to stream. They're still the least valuable position other than kicker maybe. 
but they're more important in 14-team leagues, DSTs are, than they are in 12-team or 10-team leagues. I don't really agree. I think I can still stream, but I understand why you're saying it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I thought tight end was was really what changed probably more than anything. And I was the poster child for this because my tight end is Kobe Fleener. And gross. And I was the last one to take a tight end. And, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier. Like, if you don't get – for me, it was like the Eifert, Rudolph, Ertz group after that. I felt like, oh, man, I'm in trouble, especially in PPR because I don't know about Hunter Henry and how many catches he's going to have. But, yeah, tight end, like, how does it change in 14-team leagues? I think this might be the biggest change. Yeah, I was uh thrilled to get Zach Ertz in the sixth round. So, you know, I, I think it's, uh, pushes guys up a little bit more for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like for me, it gets to a point where once Jack Doyle's off the board probably and, and Martellus Bennett and all the other, and Delaney Walker and all them, and you're looking at a bunch of guys that are just prayers and Ebron's off the board too. So it's Fleener and it's Hooper and it's Charles Clay, who I think could be all right in PPR, just, you know, in a 14 team league. You might as well just wait and wait and wait because I think they're all the same, which is what I did. And I took Fleener in a 14-round draft. I took him in the 13th round. And he's bad. And he's got the Vikings in week one, so I'm in trouble. But uh, that sucks. Don't don't let yourself get um, – don't let yourself miss out on all the tight ends. Uh, how about quarterback, guys? What do you do in a 14-team league? Dave, you actually took the first quarterback, you and your partner in the league. You took Aaron Rodgers, sixth, over, sixth pick in the third round. Which would be like 34th overall, something yeah. like that, 35th. Awesome value. I think it, I feel like it was a steal. I know that third round, middle of third round, not the opportune time to take a quarterback, but in a 14 team league where not everybody's going to have a great situation at quarterback, I had no problem doing it with Aaron Rodgers. But since it is a deep position and there are, let's say, at least 15 guys that we feel comfortable as our starters, does it make sense to take, like you could have taken the, the, the next, uh, three, Running backs off the board were Montgomery, Mixon, and C.J. Anderson. Uh, the next wide receivers off the board were Terrell Pryor, Kelvin Benjamin, Alshon Jeffrey. Just mm-hmm. because you can wait and get a good starting quarterback in a 14-team league or deeper, does it make sense to wait at that position? Does it push down Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Well, I would say this is pushing them down to a certain extent. Yeah. It's round three. They're going 34th and 37th overall. How did you feel about that? I know Dave obviously liked it. Heath, Jamie, th- top thirty-seven. Yeah, I, picks. I wouldn't do it, but I certainly understand the the value of getting those guys there. You know, it it it's giving yourself what should be an edge. Like I thought, I got good value at uh, where did I take Cousins in the seventh round? Uh, eighth, eighth, third pick of round yeah. eight in a fourteen-team league. Right. Like I I think that's better value. But if you want to get the best of the best, which is why they're going where they're going, then you, you pull the trigger on it. Now, I don't really love the way Dave's team, Dave and Sia's team turned out, but you have a, a distinct advantage at, at quarterback with Rodgers. Yeah, my strategy didn't really change a whole lot. I just waited and waited and waited and took Matthew Stafford in the ninth, what, pick 100 and something? Yeah, um, like around 120. Right. But it's because I, I wanted to keep stockpiling running backs and wide receivers. Right, and I think that's important. In deeper leagues, I do try to sort of balance out wide receivers and running backs. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea to have three running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end with your first seven picks. I mean, obviously these are just big blanket statements and you have to see how the draft falls to you, but I want to have some roster balance. I don't right. want to be weak somewhere in a 14-team league. It's scary. And you want to protect yourself against injuries, too, because if one of your starters gets injured, you know, you could be screwed. The waiver wire is going to be kind of crappy in anything deeper than a 12-team league. I don't know. You guys want to weigh in? I, I Again, my strategy was, for the most part, unless somebody really fell, was just wait on quarterback and tight end and get as many running backs and wide receivers as I could. So who's your tight end, Heath? Uh, Ebron. How do you feel about that? It's risky. I feel better about it than I would Kobe Fleener, but worse than I do about Zach Ertz. Sure. So, like, I I expect Eric Ebron, he's back at practice now, I expect him to be a starting caliber tight end in this league, especially since it's PPR. 
Yeah, for sure. He he certainly benefits in a in a, in a PPR league. And as you know, like I told you, I, I feel comfortable with 13 tight ends. He's at the bottom of that group, but in a 14 team league, he's a he's a starting option. One of the topics I want to talk about is when you're selecting bench players. Do you go with what makes sense for your team or just the better player? And the example that I come up with here is that I had Ty Montgomery in the third round, and then I took Amir Abdullah in the fourth round. I was pretty happy with that. Uh, and this is, again, 14-team league. And then uh, let's see when I took West. Uh, in the sixth round, I was debating between Terrence West or Theo Riddick. And I felt like Riddick made more sense for my team because I had Amir Abdullah. And if Amir Abdullah got hurt, all of a sudden Theo Riddick becomes an absolute must-start in PPR. It's the same thing that happened last year. Not so much in standard, but in PPR. Now, I ended up taking West, and I was lucky that I was able to get Theo Riddick around later in round seven. But I wasn't expecting that. But I I was thinking about Riddick over Terrence West, over Derek Henry, over Tevin Coleman, over Paul Perkins, over Darren McFadden. So I, I think that's a mistake. Well, I didn't do it. Right. But I guess in 14 team leagues, I'm more, I'm more likely to draft a player that would, that would be more impacted by an, positively impacted by an injury on my team. Because I feel like it's really hard to recover from injuries in deeper leagues. It, I, yeah, I am much more likely to just get as much talent as I possibly can in a 14 team league because there's almost nothing on the waiver wire. Just swing for the fences and if you get hurt, you, well, and like if you get hurt and you've got Paul Perkins as your backup running back, he might be better than he'll might be better than Theo Riddick anyway. No, I see. I disagree. I think Theo Riddick, like if, if I don't think Theo Riddick gets a huge workload in the running game if Amir Abdullah gets hurt. I think Zach Zenner does. No, but he he averaged five catches per game two seasons in a row. I mean, yeah. that's a he in 2015 Theo Riddick was the number 18 running back in fantasy. And he only had 43 carries that year, and and only three total touchdowns. So I mean, I think he's an easy number two running back in PPR if Abdullah gets hurt. Um, okay, that's just my take. Any anything else you guys want to say about deeper leagues? No, I really like just to uh, uh, praise one of our listeners in this league, what Tyler Wilhite did. I thought his team was the best coming out of the draft. Uh, let's talk about it. You have the roster grid, or would you like me to go? Uh, yeah, no, team? I can tell you. Um, I, it's uh, I wrote about it in the in the draft recap. Um, I have the roster grid. I think if I remember correctly, he took Odell Beckham in round one, mm-hmm. uh, Ezekiel Elliott in round two. Yep. I'm gonna assume he took Dalvin Cook in round three and Devonte Adams in round four, but I could have that flipped. And uh, then he also okay. has Tevin Coleman and Danny Woodhead, so he has certainly three. Running backs that can get him through until Elliott's back in the field, and then he has four great ones in this league. Two stud receivers with Beckham and Adams, plus Jeremy Macklin and Adam Thielen. That's a very good foursome. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is his quarterback, and Delaney Walker is his tight end. I love this team in a 14 team league. So it's Carr, and then it's Elliott, Cook, Coleman, Woodhead, mm-hmm. CJ Proseis, and Deion Lewis. Beckham and Devontae Adams, Delaney Walker. That is good. And the Vikings DST for what that's worth. That is a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was looking at it just to try and, uh, you know, fe- feature one of our, our listeners teams. And that one just jumped off the page to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, and they're all good. And this isn't to discredit anybody. You know, I, I think everybody did a great job, uh, of the 11 listeners that have their own teams. I, I think they all did a fantastic job, um, in, in how they, uh, how they put this together. I'm not taking anything away from Sia too. You know, he helped you obviously build, build your team in, in a good way as well. Let me, uh, just look at, one other team real quick and a decision that was made. Um, you know what? I don't think it was such a wrong decision. So, so Jake Crum, his number two running back might be kind of weak. He's got Matt Ryan. He's got Rob Gronkowski, Golden Tate and Michael Crabtree. DeMarco Murray is his number one running back and James White right now is his number two. And it's not just that. It's he's got Kamara. James Connor and Jeremy Hill on the bench. So he's weak at number two running back, unless James White, you know, catches five passes a game. Right. Well, here's maybe what he did. Like, I'm just looking at it quickly. Round five, he took Chris Hogan at the end of round five. Terrence West was still on the board. Right. That's what I was going for because he took Matt and Ryan. Tev- and, and Tevin Coleman and Paul Perkins. Mm-hmm. So he, had he passed on Hogan, that would have been his third receiver, I, I assume? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Or if he doesn't take Matt Ryan. Let's say he takes Hogan there because he really likes him. Passes on Ryan. And then instead of taking James White or Cooper Cup, he takes Kirk Cousins. Yep. And my point would be you take Rob Gronkowski in round two. Then I don't know if you want to take, I don't know if you want to be the guy who takes Matt Ryan. I, you might want to be more the guy who takes Derek Carr in, right. in a 14 team league because you're going to be, you're going to be pretty hurt at RB2 or, or wide receiver two. All right, and that's a 14-team league, and here are your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Michael, in a town called Brankston, Australia. Okay. Good day, fellas. In one of my leagues, I got Gillisley in the sixth round and Burkhead in the twelfth in a 12-team standard scoring league. Just wondering, is this the Azer friendship strategy, or is it handcuffing? Uh, plus, now I need to work out which players to start each week. So, Gillisley in the sixth and Burkhead in the twelfth. Mate. Would be no problem figuring out which players to start because Bill Belichick holds a press conference every Thursday and tells you exactly how he's going to use his running backs. So that will be not an issue at all. I, but, but I would I, go I into like the it. season assuming that Gillisley was the guy and Burkhead would be the handcuff. I think it's good. I mean, you're going to hear tomorrow on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, one of us, won't, won't say who, one of us in that draft tomorrow did take both of these guys. And uh it's not the Azer strategy because that's wide receiver specific. Michael. But it's good to pair them, I think, especially if you're getting Gillisley in the 12th round in a 12-team league. Right? Good? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Where's Greg from? Provo, Utah. What's up, Bozo, Krusty, and Pennywise? Have you seen Those the previews for it? I feel almost embarrassed to say this, but I am extremely excited for the It movie. I could not be. I, I haven't been this excited for a movie in a long time. Let's, Let's go see it together, yeah. Heath. Oh. Yes, I would love to go see it with you. What did you say, Jamie? I didn't know what movie you said. I'm sorry. It. Yeah. Very exciting. Did you read that book? I don't read books. Okay. I've read... It's like like a thousand pages anyway. 1.5 books for pleasure in my life. I just... Not for me. Uh, You uh, you guys should go tomorrow night in Philly. Yep. Let's do it. I don't think it's out yet, is it? No. But Uh, we'll find a way. Oh, I'm sure if Adam uh, pulls some strings Mm -hmm. between him, his brother, people he knows, Mm -hmm. he can get a private screen somewhere. Oh, yeah. you, you get us well, a private anybody screen. can pull a private screening. It's you, Jamie. Uh, yeah, true. I have no interest in helping out. Quick question on trade <laughs> etiquette. Long story short, a guy in my league offered his Dachshund and Forte for my Kareem Hunt and Doug Martin. He offered oh, Dachshund. Yeah, it's pathetic. Dachshund and Forte for Kareem Hunt and Doug Martin. Uh, do I out this guy to the rest of the league for always making terrible trade requests? Do I counter with my own ridiculous trade or just move on because I love my team? Sometimes I will make a terrible trade request in return, but it's typically when I know the person who made the terrible trade offer in the first place. Like I have this cousin. His name's Evan. Jamie knows him as Sneezy. Evan makes the worst trade offers all the time. So I always knee jerk reaction is, okay, well, I'll trade you my 17th round keeper for your best player. So it's immature. I think the mature thing to do would be to tell this other guy, your offer was terrible. You just embarrass yourself. I'm embarrassed for you. Next time you make a trade offer, ask yourself before you send the button, would I accept this from the other side? And if you say yes, then hit the trade button. And if you said no, then don't waste anything. Oh, I disagree with that. I mean, it doesn't have to be so lopsided, but I don't care about helping the other the other owner. Like, I will make trade offers that I win. Oh, obviously. Yeah, I I I won't get them accepted. I have this cousin. It might. His name is Edom Ezer. And oh, interesting. Like we get to go to Thanksgiving and everybody talks about how Edom makes the worst trade offers. I do make some bad trade offers, but a lot of my trade offers are perfectly fine. But I I would like to come out as the winner. I'd like to come out as a slight winner, but still a winner nonetheless. All right, let me just finish but, off here. But I really think the point of any trade is just to help your team get better. Your team, yes, not, yeah, to it's not win their team. A trade. Yeah. I want to no. win my fantasy league. Yeah, make your but team better. Most importantly, Greg, don't complain about it. Like, don't whine about it. No, but if you want to offer said, a ridiculous yes. offer back to him, that's fine. I like that. All right, real quick, guys. Chris Hogan is a free agent in Hakeem's uh, league. Uh, how much should he bid on him? Fab. Twelve percent of his budget. Seven percent. Six dollars. So six percent for Jamie. George from Canada says, uh, "When is it? How long after ADP does somebody become a good value?" How many rounds? Like one round? Sure. Yeah, I'd say. Well, one it depends. Round. 
Like, I don't believe that Marshawn Lynch becomes a good value in the fourth round. What about Marshawn Dinner? Or Marshawn Brunch. Um, <laughs> I might, I might draft Marshawn Brunch. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers becomes a good value in the second round. Alright, so these are just Marshawn players that you think are drafted, but. <laughs> One round, two rounds. Two it is almost lunchtime for me. It's like 20 minutes away. This podcast is getting into it. From Sean, would you trade Brandon Marshall, Allen Robinson, and Doug Martin? Yes, whatever the other side is, is better. <laughs> for Todd Gurley and Devontae Parker. Yeah, quickly, yeah. quickly, quickly. All right, that's a good trade. That's a great one. All right, we're out of here uh, for Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Enjoy your enjoy your lunch or brunch or whatever you called it. And uh, Adam, Adam, what do you think we're all going to be doing on the plane tomorrow, three of us? Drafting? No, I'll be sleeping. I don't know about these two. <laughs> <laughs> I <was> saying, <laughs> if I could sleep on a plane, I would be sleeping. I will be out cold. I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, I can't sleep on planes. I, I hope I'm sitting right next to you. Uh, I'll wake I you know. every ten minutes. I purpose I, I purposely upgraded and paid for my own seat. <laughs> all right, we'll see. You, we'll see you in Philly. I think I'm in a middle seat. Live draft tomorrow. <laughs> Live podcast Friday. Later. Bye.